welcome to Forever Canon, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and believe it or not, jizz music. I'm Justin. <laughs> and boy, did I read this a few weeks ago and forgot about that tasty little tidbit. I'm Justin. One more time. Uh, I'm still Tim. Oh, and this week on Forever Canon, we are going to talk about chapters five through eight of New Jedi Order book four. Yeah. Agents of Chaos One, Heroes Trial by Jim James Lucino. And in these chapters, we are going to talk a lot about talking Mm -hmm. because it's just one of those episodes, guys. Uh, nobody does anything. Everybody talks a lot of smack about what they're going to do or have done in the past. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a moment. But first, bum, bum, bum. previously on Forever Canon. Harar plans to kill Jedi. Good heroes love to die. 3PO is sad at Chewie's funeral. Han's life debt expands. 2,000 sacrifices into a sun and a bizarre bird lady appear. Trojan Yuzhan horse plan and Han's sadness starts exploding. That was last week. Mm-hmm. That was how we started this book off. One, two, three, four. Bang, 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 bang. This week, on to chapter five. Where Jaina and Leia... Are flying the Falcon home to Coruscant. Remember last week, Dad got mad and said, "No, you take stormed it. out of the parking lot." I'm taking a cab. I'll fight. <laughs> exactly. This pilot configuration in the Millennium Falcon is probably rated star rare, <laughs> as far as Pokemon cards go. <laughs> Jaina and Leia in the pilot and co-pilot seats. For like forever, as we've known the Millennium Falcon, the configuration. Is Han and Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Well, Chewbacca recently died six months ago. Something like that, yeah? Yeah, right? And uh, the Falcon hasn't been flown much because Han's been angry, sad at home. Mm-hmm. And like one of the first times we see it back in action is Jaina and Leia. Leia in the co-pilot seat. It probably looking like a child right. in, in a Wookiee-sized seat. Both of them. They're both small. Jaina's short like her mom. Yep. Right? <laughs> Just a strange... Strange pilot piloting configuration, I thought I'd point it out. Mm-hmm. Mother and daughter are here discussing father's difficult childhood and entire life. Why he is who he is. Yeah. Right? He was abandoned as a child and sold to something or something. Yeah, trying to give him give her some backstory. Just like we know dad's life has been hard and yeah. we recap things from all the books about Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Right? That happens a lot in this book, particularly, I'm noticing, is like this guy, James Lucino, Jimmy Boy, seems to know everything that happened in every other book of Star Wars, or at least has a really good like editing partner that collaborates with bringing this information in. He like he is constantly throwing back to things that have happened in previous books we haven't even read yet. Yeah, constantly. He's he's read all the books. He knows. I think so because he tells us the entire story of Han Solo, kind of you know short version. Mm-hmm. This is who he is, and remember. That time you got you kids got kidnapped? Oh, it was like the greatest despair I've ever seen your father experience. But you know what? He came out of that. 
Yeah. Yeah, because the kids came back. His best friend's not coming back, Mom. (laughs) Not a great analogy. But he'll be fine, she says. Okay. Jaina leaves us with this little comment. Quote, he will come home, won't he? Hint, hint. Yeah. Like, you're being a little bit uh, dismissive of this, Mom. Yeah, the unsure as to whether he'll come back. Jaina seems to be taking it a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Right? And we cut to the Senate. Yep. Surprisingly, not with Princess Leia. Yes, yeah, one of the first. Uh, that would have been like a pretty clear transition, right? We go from the Falcon where they are, and then we go to the Senate. But yeah, one of the first times we go there without like a main character. Yep. Bringing us into it. A bunch of politicians and representatives from various worlds. Yelling at each other. Well, like that guy from Obroa Sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the library planet that just got sacked by the Yuzhan Vong in the last book. But a lot of... Not the last book. The beginning of... In between the two books, excuse me. We saw the end of it at the beginning of this one. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of the information out, but we need all of our books back. We have to go save all the stuff from the library is what this guy's here to say. Yeah, he doesn't feel like he was... Like they were defended well enough by the yeah, Republic. Yeah, he's got some questions. Yep. Like... Hey, New Republic, why didn't you protect us from the Vong? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. It wants his library recovered. And and Vicky Shesh. Sh- wow. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me try that again. Vicky Shesh. Mm-hmm. What, what are this word? Senator? <laughs> That's yes. the word I'm looking for. Yes. In the Senate. Senator of Kuwat. Yes. Yeah, Vicky Shesh speaks up. She's a hotshot new senator. And she's saying we can't spare the ships. We can't spread ourselves so thin. The Vong could be in the core within a year. That's scary. That's no good. Nope. How what do you how do you how do you defend a thousand planets? Yeah. You just uh, hope you guess right. It's kind of like the folly of this entire government to begin with. Is the hubris of thinking you have the power or not thinking, claiming. Yeah. You have the power to protect all these planets. And time and time again, these giant conflicts erupt and it's proven false. You have the rich have enough to protect the rich. And Obroa Sky burns. Yep. The and Library of Alexandria is, is, is lost. Sorry. Sorry to tell you. This guy wants to, wants to go back. We can go there. We can get our books and stuff. And he goes on blaming the New Republic. He blames the Jedi. He directly blames Admiral Crefe. Sure is stirring up a commotion. Mm-hmm. Ironically, when Obroa Sky Guy starts throwing around Admiral Crayface name in the blame, guess who stands up for him? His cousin, the chief of state of the government, Borsk Falia, steps up or stands up and says, Don't speak about my cousin like that or you'll yeah. be in jail or something like that. It, right? I, I can't remember exactly because I didn't. But he also defends the jedi in a kind of way mm-hmm. he does yeah, yeah and because and his his of condemning the jedi yeah. earlier is now backfiring because now it's splintering everyone well i want the jedi now what it is is that he started a fire on the patch of grass with jedi written on it mm-hmm. his military is right next to that and his government is right next to that yeah. now everybody's getting the blame mm-hmm. and so he has to now protect everybody that he had previously thrown <laughs> yeah. under the bus right? but put a firewall up and whoa, 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 whoa. you can't blame the jedi no 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 because that's you're too close to blaming me whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> knock it off yeah my cousin no no don't blame my military 
Let, let's let's blame the 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 Imperials for leaving her. Let's blame. Yeah. Let, there's he a, there's a lot of reasons of why yeah. why that's not my fault. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which of course in politics there always is. But this guy, he really is causing a lot of a lot of problem here. A lot of anxious attitude and mm-hmm. blame spreading here in the Senate. Alderanian, Alderanian senator. They don't have a planet, but they still have a population. Yes. Kind of like they have a Asgardians. A, yeah, they have a, tr- <laughs> a transient society yeah. kind of now. The Alderanians of the galaxy. <laughs> Their senator, Kalamas, he speaks up to defend Princess Leia. Have we met him before? No. Maybe not, we not haven't. In the, yeah. Not on this series. But, no, I mean like. I'm sure he's been in previous books, but have we even like, have we heard about him before or anything? I don't think so. I think this is our first time seeing him in the Senate in the new Jedi order books that we're reading. I don't know if anybody's like referenced him no, so far. In the no, books, not right? yet. I think the first time his name's shown up. Mm-hmm. He's of course, defense princess Leia, the Alderanian princess and former chief of state of the new Republic. Right. This guy's not wrong though. The, the, whoever his face is from Obroa sky. Mm-hmm. You did fail to protect him, but at the same time, it's probably made promises you couldn't keep in the first place. So yeah, what what are you supposed to do? Vicky Shesh defends the New Republic and the Jedi, and her own turns a phrase, and that's about it. We've got dissent in the Senate, just as previously had that little meeting about we want to sneak this, want to sneak these. Uh, this priestess and the bird lady and mm-hmm. sneak them into the new Republic and cause all kinds of dissension and chaos within their ranks. So that we may more easily tear them apart. It's happening already. They're not even there yet. Or are they? How do we know this guy's from Obroa sky? How do we know he's not a Vong with an Oogleth Oogleth masker? Also very possible. Come on. We just took this planet over. Let's take over their Senator. And send someone there to be like, well, you didn't protect us. And let me tell you about all the atrocities. It was pretty cool, though. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> right? How do we know Vicky Shesh is not like how do, the idea that they're going to send Yuzhan Vong undercover asks, begs the question, mm-hmm. how many already are undercover? We already met Naminor previously. Yep. Hiding amongst the ranks of human beings. Not looking like a scarified, nose rippy offy guy. And yeah, and apparently they have a whole sect of Vong that are specifically right. designed for espionage and cast assassins of chaos and stuff. makers. Yep. But, you know, the Senate usually gets along so well. So yeah. I think we'll figure it out. <laughs> Eventually, once everything goes to hell, they get along. How about a chapter title? Uh, I'm definitely not going to remember where I pulled get, these words from. Uh, chapter For chapter five. Chapter 5 or Chapter 4? Chapter 5. Chapter 4 was last episode, guy. Oh, jeez. Chapter 5. They're all they're on the same thing. Anyways, sorry. Blame the Jedi. Ooh. Um, I wrote down inflammatory and provocative. Oh, I know what that's from. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that, Enlighten me. <laughs> that, that dude from Obersky, um, he... He Rip, is saying, he's talking about how he was abandoned and all this kind of stuff. And one of the other senators oh, yeah. that from another, another plant that he's blaming yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, that's inflammatory. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> also, didn't look ahead. 
But that uh, metaphor of burning fire in the grass, perfect for the title. (laughs) Chapter six. Nailed it, Tim. Chapter six. Luke Skywalker returns home to Coruscant to his wife, Mara Jade Skywalker, and he's come to tell her the bad news. Uh, you know how Yuzhan Vong just took Obroa Sky? Our secret academy for our Jedi children is on Yavin 4, and that's like way too close to Obroa Sky. Mm-hmm. Way too close, so uh, we probably got to move all the kids soon. All our little, all our children Jedi, all the trainees, we're going to have to evacuate our academy. Yeah, to places unknown yet. Who knows, and... man? Where is a safe place to run? Don't know. If we look at the map and see the planets the Vong have taken over so far, pretty much a straight line. So you've got like 340 degrees of circumference of the galaxy that you can probably safely hide. They have like a 20 degree wedge that they're coming directly to the core center of the galaxy. Yeah. Right? There's a lot, probably a lot of places to hide outside of that small wedge. Yeah. But we're going to have to probably move these kids soon. Also, Mara is maybe at her illest. I don't yeah. mean that in like a cool way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a cool she, 80s rap way. She's, uh, when he comes in, cause she's just sitting on the couch. Like she's not doing anything really. She's very lethargic and yeah. like looking like my son looked all week. <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit glazed over, a little bit slack faced. Mm-hmm. Quote, Ithor had constituted a new low. In her disease fighting. She's at her lowest. She's never been sicker. And we might have to hide all the children now. It's just bad news in the Skywalker household. Mm-hmm. Luke has compliments, though, for his nephew Jason's thoughtfulness. Where previously Jason had said there must be alternatives to fighting. Can't be what the Jedi are for. Just fighting the Yuzhan Vong. Luke lands on this little nugget. He thinks I've paid too much attention to the force as power at the expense of understanding a more unifying force. Which makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. As as he goes on to explain, and if you just think about it yourself, Luke Skywalker's entire experience with the force has been during war. That's when he learned it. That's when he honed those skills. Those are the skills that he needed were battle skills, fighting skills, be a soldier skills, right? And that's what Jason Solo is, is is proffering, this idea that maybe that's not right. And maybe you were forged in the fire of your time instead of in in the, I don't know, proper mold of a Jedi. You only had two Jedi. Yeah. How can we assume that, you know, there aren't more and better and different teachings out there? Interesting Jedi philosophy talk, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe talk to all your Jedi about it. Not just your wife and nephew. Yeah. Maybe talk to all the Jedi about these ideas of what the Jedi are supposed to be. He keeps saying, I'm abdicating leadership. I'm absolving myself of telling everybody what to do. But then he himself decides what Jedi should be. Yeah. You know, with feedback from his wife. And maybe it's time to have a group meeting. And Probably way past. Anyway, yeah. Because it's been a while. Because the what it... What Jason is saying to him is, you have these two sides. We need to come together or we're all going to lose. Yeah. And 
Can we just like not kill everything? Can that not be what Jedi do? Can we just think about that? Yeah, and that's that's part of where he's coming from. Is I don't want to be a murderer of all things in a war of protecting people. How much, you know, how much life are we saving if we're dealing out death? Yeah, and Luke's feeling like um, he doesn't know if what he did in the past was correct or if what he's got, yeah. what's coming up in the future is going to ha- be correct. He's just. He's just he lost. Just doesn't know. He's a little. He's a little flimsy right now. Mm-hmm. He's not really like a rigid, sturdy rock for the Jedi to lean on, yeah, or build anything on, as they're trying to do. Right, coming into Book One, was like the first time he had assembled the one hundred disparate Jedi from across the galaxy, maybe ever. Yeah, right. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do as a leader, and what the Jedi should be, and what that means for him, and what it means for everybody else. But yeah. Just talk to the rest of the people about it. Mm-hmm. Decide it maybe together or at least get a better idea of what everyone else is thinking. You're working on three opinions. Yours, your wife's, and Jason's. Mm-hmm. That's all. Get some more. Get some more input in there. Come on. All right. Also in this chapter, lots of old lore drops. Just in this little segment. Mm-hmm. There's a reference. Okay, here, here's a list of references real quick. Death Seed Plague, Silgal saved Mon Mothma, the Yavitha are a thing, a crisis, if you will, and all of Luke's exes. Yes. <laughs> a little quick recap of all his old girlfriends, because that must be important to the future of the galaxy somehow, right? Your ex-girlfriends, let's talk about it. Yeah. So important. Mar makes some snide comment about it. Well, she names them first. There's yeah. a Kana. There's Gariel Captison. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hard. Callista. Tanith Shire. I'm just like, gee, man. Why are we talking about these girlfriends? I wonder if we'll ever meet any of these old Skywalker girlfriends. <laughs> Is that what's... Uh, was one of them secretly a Vong? <laughs> Look out, dude. Is... I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe want to come up in these books at some point. Who knows? Cut to... A captain telling a, a, a shorty. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> telling a story about the Death Seed. A little, a little, a little handwritten typo there. <laughs> He's telling a story about the Death Seed Plague. A story where, quote, Solo and the Wookiee saved his dad. You know, like actual heroes do. Yep. Saving things. Saving people. Not just killing everybody. Oh, but they probably had to kill a lot of people to do it. He's telling the story about the Death Seed Plague, which is a nice like way to tie these two scenes together. Mm-hmm. And story time is abruptly over. <laughs> as two Yuzhan Vong ships arrive of unknown make and model. Yeah. And uh, I think they say something along the lines of, it's like the entire hole can shoot and make black holes. Like... Your normal coral skippers or bigger ships, they don't even have a name for the bigger ships, do they? No. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> uh, the bigger ships, it's like, so they have like emplacements yes. in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this thing's like, the whole thing has slugs crawling all over it. Yeah, it's like, it, they can move and maneuver around any part of the ship they want. Yeah. It's cool. Seems really dangerous and deadly, but hey, no worries. Pow, we blew it up. Yep. <laughs> Bang, got him. <laughs> they overwhelmed it and, and wait a second. thing. Here comes an escape pod? 
That's definitely new What's from that? the Yuzhan Vong. We have not seen any of them surrender or escape. Yeah. Really? They kind of all die gloriously, happily, like true heroes do. <laughs> but this is weird. Mm-hmm. In an escape pod with a woman and an, quote, anyone's guess inside. Yeah. <laughs> this must be our Trojan horse that we've been waiting for. You like that? Do you like that? Sure. Like Yuzhan, Trojan Trojan Vong. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Whatever, man. All I'm right. Just feeling silly, and I like it. But obviously, inside here we have the priestess Alon and Vergier. Yeah. Yikes. What do they want? Here they come. Why are they escaping? Into the New Republic forces who are capturing them. And we know this is all part of the plan. Yeah. So we know this is bad. Chapter title? Not so sure. Captive audience. I win. That nice. was fu- That was brilliant. I didn't even know that was <laughs> on there. Oh my god, that's a that's a good one, man. Sometimes you find good words in there, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wrote I wrote this too long ago to remember that. Captive audience. Oh my god. Double meanings. <laughs> Double meanings, dude. Okay. Like an audience, like a meeting, right? Oh god. Yes. Genius. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chapter 7. A week after Jaina and Leia have arrived at Coruscant, Han Solo has finally arrived back home as well. It took him a week in the cab. Mm-hmm. A week longer than it took the rest of his family. He sets weary eyes on the Millennium Falcon. And he... Oh, spends a good three or so pages reminiscing about... His favorite ship, the first time he ever saw her almost 30 years ago, is where he starts. Let me read that for you. She, let me start, let me stop myself right away. It's weird, right? It's weird that men must call their machines lady. (laughs) And to personify a non-living thing? Yeah, because you couldn't possibly love a, a man. Because you love that car. (laughs) So it's got to be a woman. Couldn't possibly love a man or just a they or the thing itself without having to give it a humanity. I had this conversation yesterday. It's so weird. And I've always thought it's so weird. I've thought it was weird too. Yeah. Yeah. My wife too. Yeah. Because it's weird. It's weird. She had been the property Here's where it immediately becomes problematic to do such a thing, and let's just struggle through. She had been the property of Lando, who had won her. Oh, my God. This is not part of the plan (laughs) to bash the female personification of machines, but it is so weird, man. Just love your machine. That's fine. It's weird enough to be obsessed with cars, to be honest. Yep. I find it so weird. Oh, mm, machine go. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> okay I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna start this from the top okay you ready right. I'm gonna get all the way through this one shot she had been the property of Lando who had won her so the story went in a Sabbath game in Bespin's Cloud City though he had seen countless Karelian YT 1300s it was love at first sight for Han for there was something singular about the Falcon 
Aside from promising amazing speed and maneuverability, the ship was built for adventure and proud of its obviously checkered past. Han had resolved that she would be his one way or another. All right. All right, man. <laughs> so not only does it have to be a woman because you love it, but also it's your best friend's property, mm-hmm. <laughs> property woman. And you're like Rick Springfield up in this piece. Like I got to get me some of Jesse's girl. You're like, you're like the cars all day. Uh, I just need my best friend's girl. Mm-hmm. What? And why? Who Han in turn wins from Lando in a card game. And now I own her. Yep. And I will be inside her for the rest of her life. <laughs> Woo! Captive audience was a good one though, right? <laughs> we spent a lot of pages revisiting all the people who helped Han create his perpetual work in progress mm-hmm. slash masterpiece slash work of art. Didn't need the masterpiece in there, I guess. But it's a long list of people who did this thing or supplied this thing or went on this adventure or were saved here or saved me here. Yep. I think he read every Han Solo book. Hey, wait a second. Doesn't that make sense? You're writing one. (laughs) Yep. That does make sense. Yeah. You're an author and you're writing one. So read 10 books about Han Solo and you don't break it down into these notes in an episode every week. It's fast. Yeah. You read those books in a week. Yeah, little point form overview stuff is so you know what... Just your own notes. Yeah. What to use. Highlights of... Okay, anyways. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he knows everything about Han Solo, and he tells us a lot about it because he spent time reading it, so he's going to write a few pages about it. Yep. I put that time in, you're going to read this too, you suckers. (laughs) You're doing it. I respect it. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Han Solo says that last year, he had sort of started to de-arm the Falcon. Taking off all, some of its weapon customizations and replacing them with family things, cargo holds, family stuff, adventure stuff, yeah. not destructive weapons, right? Yeah, he specifically mentions the hidden cargo space that is like shielded from scanners that he used to use for smuggling. Yep. Now it's it's the trunk for yeah. all the all now the luggage. Like we got to put all the kids' bags in here. Yeah. Where am I going to put all the soccer equipment? <laughs> exactly <Huh>. like that. <laughs> Couldn't have picked couldn't have picked a sport with less equipment, but nonetheless, three kids it adds up. Yeah, this whole thing, and and combined with the uh, what was that two chapters ago where Jaina and Leia were talking about who how, who their dad is, mm-hmm. husband. Um, it's this whole thing is is like a metaphor for Han settling down into yeah. that family life, like you said. The weapons are coming off, and it's. TVs in the back of the headset and a DVD player. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's not tripwire and a proximity mine. Yeah. Those days are gone. The earlier adventure years are settling into I'm a grown ass man with a family and more important responsibilities than going on adventures and saving wayward people. I have my own people now. And my kids are now becoming the age of adventurers. And he thinks of himself, speaking of kids getting older. He thinks he's of little use now and belongs in a museum. Not the ship. Him. Himself. Mm-hmm. And he's probably mostly feeling that because he's not impervious anymore. His best friend died. Yep. So that that false veneer of safety all the time 
well, Jesus, now, man, wait a second. My knees crack when I get up. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second. I, I shouldn't be out here fighting. I should be in a museum. Yep. Kind of sad. Well, not kind of. Super sad coming from Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Adventure hero, rogue of the century in media. <laughs> yeah. Re- realizing his 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 actual he has mortality he can die people are he's going to lose people and what comes with that is more importantly most people you know we care about ourselves dying but what we actually care about is either leaving people behind or watching the people we care about die yeah it's not it's it's less about yourself the fear of mortality Mm -hmm. it is that's the root of it but that blossoms out into more fear for other people yeah right so he's sad and he's scared and he can't find his secret bottle of jet juice. So he has an emotional breakdown over Chewie. Yep. Over Chewie's death. He's he's crying. He's not he's, he's not angry. He's experiencing the sadness. Yes. So maybe maybe this is step one in moving forward. Come back to the Falcon. Have a big cry about it. In your home of Chewbacca. Yeah. Right? Because I don't know if Chewie like lived in their house with them and stuff. Um, maybe like get out of his own room, Uncle Chewie. Sure, probably. I don't know though. You know, did yeah. he have his own bachelor pad across his hallway, or who knows? But here in the Falcon is where they grew up together. Yeah. Cut to Han's not crying. Mm-hmm. He's uh, outside the Falcon now in the spaceport, and he runs into a gray-haired human, Roa. Who recaps more details of Han's history in case you forgot who's on the cover. Yeah. How how Roa ties in with Han. Yeah. Which is how? I don't remember. Uh, he, smuggling friends. They saved each other in a smuggling thing. Yep. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. They both worked. No, Roa was Han's boss. He was the one who taught him the ropes of smuggling or something. Yeah. And then Han got good. They were, and then they were just. Basically, smuggler buddies from back in the day. Yeah, and they work together. They're on the same crew and that. Yeah. They discuss their plastic surgeries that they've had to keep their fleeting youth. Mm-hmm. As tough guys casually do. <laughs> I, I removed this scar, but I kept this one. Yeah. And then of... we go to a restaurant yep. to discuss what we're really here for. So-and-so has gone rogue and has become, ooh, I just almost ha- a sympathizer to the Yuzhan Vong. Such and such a friend of ours from our smuggling days in the past has betrayed the New Republic and is working with the Yuzhan Vong and only you and I, Han Solo, can figure this out, right? Yeah. That's what this guy's here for. We head to a restaurant with music. Quote, 20-year-old jizz classics. Mm-hmm. And no, I did not misspeak. Because... Little known fact. You know that Max Rebo band? Mm-hmm. In the Star Wars universe, Tim. In the 70s. Maybe before certain slang vernacular was more common. Or even established. Mm-hmm. George Lucas decided. We can't call it jazz music. That's not space enough <laughs> we have to change a lot that's not science fiction enough so in the star wars universe <laughs> jazz 
It is called Jizz. <laughs> yes, it is. It's called Jizz, Tim. Yeah. Jizz. Any other vowel and he would have been fine? Just the way <laughs> time worked out. Yeah. It has taken on a different meaning <laughs> in the preceding 40, 50 years. I wonder if he regrets his life choices. <laughs> or does he love it? It's crazy. It's, it's so, so crazy funny. and stupid. One more time. Jizz music. 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, classics, classics. Roa is here, as I said, because their friend Rec Desh has joined the Peace Brigade, a group of defectors from the New Republic who are aiding and abetting the Yuzhan Vong. Allies to the Vong. Traitors to the Jizz. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> They're like softening up planets. They're like the before they are, the Vong show. Yeah, up. they're enabling the Vong through subterfuge. Yep, and tearing down their own it, democracy. It is peace after a fashion, like peace one way or the other. Peace brigade. It would just be the invasion force gets to win, and then we have peace. Oh, I wonder if it is a Max Revo selection on the radio though. I can't think about peace right now. <laughs> Chapter title, Tim? Uh, aw, Chewy. Huh. <laughs> is, that, is that? That was in the... A-H-I. That's exactly what chewy. he said. Yeah. Ah, Chewy. And then he breaks down, right? Yeah. That's good. That was a good one. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I went with... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are absolutely 12 years old. <laughs> Jizz Classics! <laughs> Chapter 8. The New Republic Defense Forces meeting. Get a load of these names, Tim. Seriously, the names in this chapter are aggressive. More aggressive than saying jizz 15 times in a minute. I I didn't even write any of them down. Here we go. Colonel Ixidro Legorboro. Colonel Ixidro L-E-G-O-R-B-U-R-U. Cool. Admiral Sienzov. Okay. Solistin, obviously. Yeah. It's fine. General Etan Abbat. Okay. Okay. It's science fiction time. We get it. <laughs> yes, oh, my yes. God. Colonel Ixidro Legorburu. Legorburu. Got it. Ugh. Yeah. that's a, Imagine that's, that's calling one. that for, for attendance at every meeting. <laughs> We're here to talk about the 30-plus worlds that have been lost to the Yuzhan Vong in the roughly six months they've been in our galaxy. Yep. Three destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed by the Vong, but we come back to that age-old question, Tim. Based in the root of where did these people come from and who are they? A question that comes up most often in these meetings what do they want? What do they want? Are they just taking, are they, what What are they doing? Are they doing a genocide? Are they doing an invasion? Are they doing, a, tr- find a home? What are they doing and what do they want? Yeah, because even, we have some insight into it, Whew. but not, uh, 
Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as much as you would think as an outside reader looking in. That's going to be my favorite minute of the podcast ever. I thought you were going to go the other way with the title. <laughs> Tell me. The other side of the sentence. You went with Jizz Classics? I thought you were going to go with 20-year-old. <laughs> Does that mean it's been sitting there for 20 years <laughs> or it's come from a, tw- I mean, it's, it has, Never mind. Yeah, nobody okay. knows. Come on, man. The defense force in yeah. trouble, lots of planets. Yeah. What do they, what do they want? Nobody knows what they're doing. And to help us figure out what do they want? We also ask, where are they from? They're definitely from outside the galaxy, but not just from a nearby star cluster like the Siruk. Siruk. Mm-hmm. Siruk. S-S-I-R-U-U-K science fiction. You look like you're having a stroke. I might that. be. <laughs> They're not from a nearby star cluster like those other invaders from another galaxy we've already had. Um, Is that what the Siruk thing is? These are people from another outside the galaxy is what they're saying, right? Or just like a far off, like unknown regions... I don't know. Deal. It sounded like outside the galaxy, but not from a different galaxy, from like a just a lost star cluster. Yeah. Like outside of our galaxy that has been either spun off from ours or another. Yeah, without having to go through the galactic barrier. Definitely it sounded like they're saying from outside the galaxy because they go, the Yuzhan Vong are from a whole other galaxy. So like, there's been... A- near extra galactic visitors before at least right and then they start asking questions like did palpatine know about the vong because he had that whole mission outbound flight where he was going to send a bunch of people out past the rim of the galaxy for his own nefarious deeds they all thought they were doing whatever they were doing that didn't work out did he know about that did the chiss know about the vong because they know about some secret thing over in the unknown regions right that they have yeah they've been defending from for a while the chiss themselves are pretty much a secret Mm-hmm. Nobody knows anything, but it's still constant lore history nugget drops, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, out, outbound flight. We talk about the Chiss and the unknown regions. We talk about the Yvethan crisis, Yvethan, Yvethan crisis again. I don't know how I'm going to decide to say that. That's mentioned like 42 times or so in this book already. Yep. And I don't know what it is. And I, I'm sure it's going to come up important because wasn't the that's what the guy was telling us is that the death seed plague is that the same thing it's got to be because the guy was telling the story about i think he said yeah yavithan crisis anyways something han chewy did during the yavithan crisis is going to pay off in this book i think i think when jim was reading through the old han solo yeah. books he was like hey i like that little piece the best yeah I, I think work it's the that same thing mind. but who knows there's lots of things mentioned from the past but back to the vong Adar Nilikirka A Y D D A R N Y L Y K E R K A. You get too many Y's. That's fair. Adar Nilikirka tells us. Tells us the Vong have like a thousand ships near Dathomir. We get a few pages about various sizes what and we shapes know about and, the Vong and their ships and their configuration. And, uh, they compare them to their yeah. ships. They yeah. have a few that are super they have this star many superstar destroyers yeah. and this many Corvette class. And give them cooler nicknames. Coral Skipper's a great nickname. Mm-hmm. Give the bigger ships should already have nicknames in the meta 
like of this story in the meta understanding of how cool that is, they should all have nicknames by now. Yeah. I don't know if they even get them. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Coral the, skipper sticks out though. The Vong should have said it so we would have that knowledge at least. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get a few pages of comparing ships, mm-hmm. and then we settle on there's we don't we don't know enough about the Vong, but we need to understand them to fight them. And oh, beep beep, ring ring ring, phone call, phone call. We just captured two Yuzhan Vong. Two Yuzhan Vong just surrendered to us, and asked for political asylum and safety, and to be. Treated as refugees type of thing. They're mm-hmm. running away from the Vong. Huh, problem solved. Yeah, good idea. Hey, just in time for us to learn stuff about the Vong. Is it time to learn, Tim? Or is it time to burn? That's like the only word you could rhyme with that one. Really. Yearn. Nicolas <laughs> yearn. <laughs> <laughs> that's the chapter that's the episode yeah everybody talks to everybody mm-hmm. and except for those people we don't know they blow up a ship and get, they capture you yuzhan bong other than that this entire episode is chitty chatty mm-hmm. how about a chapter title for this one what the vong want what the bong <laughs> i just went with who what where why <laughs> i picked all the question words that they said out of this one they didn't say when we figured we know when. Yeah. At least we know when they started showing off. Yeah. When? Now. But we are repeatedly being told in these chapters that the New Republic is in way over its space head. And they're in big, big space trouble. Yep. A thousand ships at Dathomir. And just, now, just a few. now they're inviting two Yuzhan Vong agents right in to their midst. How many people get spoon core jizz music? Find out next week. Sweet cover. New Jedi Order Book Four. Asians of Chaos One. Heroes Trial. any comments and questions you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com forever canon podcast is a jay plazer production catch us on facebook instagram twitch twitter and youtube at jay plazer check us out